0: Welcome to the How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to the How of Business podcast. This is Henry Lopez. And on this special episode, I'm going to share more of the popular resources from this past year that can help you start, run, and grow your small business. And I'm excited to also feature a few more of my coaching clients as they share their small business success highlights, including some of the challenges that they overcame this past year and insights on how they have grown their successful small businesses. On episode 500, I shared other popular resources as well as some other client success stories. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to it after you listen to this episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 500 as well. To get more information about The Howa Business, including the show notes page for this episode and how you can continue supporting my show and receive workshop discounts and join my monthly group coaching session all through a Patreon membership, please visit thehowabusiness.com. I also encourage you to please subscribe to my show wherever you might be listening so you don't miss any new episodes. I also wanna thank all of you who have joined my coaching and accountability program and my group coaching program this past quarter, including Duncan matt and michelle jason and richard i appreciate all of you and the opportunity to continue serving as your business coach the first client success story i want to share is thomas erickson thomas owns and is the ceo of clark distributing company and veggie food their online uh, seller of frozen vegan and vegetarian foods clark distributing carries a wide variety of vegetarian and vegan products In retail and food service sizes, so the Clark Distributing part of it, they deliver wholesale to stores and other food establishments that want to carry their unique vegan and vegetarian food items. And they also then sell direct to consumer anywhere in the United States through their online site for vegan and vegetarian foods, including frozen and canned items, and that's at VeggieFood.com, V-E-G-E-Food.com. They're based in Henderson, Tennessee, and I've had the privilege of working with Thomas for a couple of years now. So the first question I asked Thomas to give me some feedback on is, what was one big challenge that you overcame in 2023? And this is what he shared with me. Quote, for me, managing cash flow has been challenging and it still is, but now I have a better and clearer picture of what is going on and where I need to adjust. I have had to get creative to better spread out the cash flow in how we buy and work with our customers and vendors, end quote. So here again, as we heard in the episode 500, another example of cash flow being a challenge, as it is for many small business owners. Cash flow is a hard thing to manage and to measure, but it is important. Now, one of the things that Thomas has used is a spreadsheet that I do have available, and it's a download at howabusiness.com to help you calculate and estimate how much cash you're going to need. I recommend that if you do have cash flow challenges, that you put together a forecast at least two or three months out. And the idea being that you can at least anticipate when you might have a cash crunch and hopefully be able to do something about it. The second question I asked Thomas was, how have you continued to grow as the leader of your family-owned business this past year? And Thomas shared this, quote. This year has been unique because I've had difficult conversations with family members in regards to changes that have to be made for the sake of the business. These conversations and decisions, while not fun, have pushed me to learn more about myself and to learn from these experiences. I am also learning and growing to be more confident in my own decisions. Everyone has their opinion, but you have to make a decision. And even if you're not confident and though you might be wrong end quote. That last point about making decisions is so critical. I've done an episode on this specifically because I think it's so important. I believe that as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, we need to embrace decision-making because either ourselves or if we have partner at the highest level, our partners and ourselves, we need to make all of the hard decisions. That's what comes with being a business owner. When we work for someone else, often we're not making the ultimately big decisions. And it's something we have to embrace as small business owners. If, if you're not the person that wants to embrace that, then you may not be ready to be the leader of the business or the owner of the business. We have to want that. And as Thomas articulates, we have to realize that we're not always going to make the right decision. We're going to make some wrong decisions, but we nonetheless have to have the courage and then the confidence to move forward and continue to make the right decisions as much as possible. Continue to at least make a decision so we don't paralyze ourselves and our business. And then the point he makes about family-owned business, this is such a, a tricky dynamic. Many of you might be in that situation. I've been in that situation. And so there's always those particular challenges of working with family, especially when you're taking over for the next generation. From a previous generation, there are always challenges that they present themselves. And so what I recommend, as Thomas has done and has shared here, is to communicate. Make sure that the communication is as, as frequent and as much as possible. There are going to be some difficult conversations, as Thomas alluded to, but it's essential that you have those conversations and keep moving the business forward. And then the third question I asked Thomas was, what's one tip you would share with other business owners who are also balancing a busy family life and a demanding growing business? And Thomas said, quote, if possible, share the highs and lows of the business with your spouse and family. It can help in many ways and even spark an idea or a different way to handle a situation. Also, get a coach or a mentor, end quote. Some great insights there from Thomas. One of the things I've observed, and I've talked about this many times on this podcast, often as business owners, the only thing we seem to bring home are the problems or the headaches or the issues. We have to make sure to also talk about the positives of the business and to include your partner, your spouse, your family members as appropriate in what's going on to some degree. Sure, we wanna have some separation from the business and family life, and that's important, but the reality is that That it's all intermingled. Our, Our family life is not completely separate from our business life, and that's just the reality of it. We have to have boundaries, but at the same time, also to Thomas's point, it's good to be able to talk to somebody who is also involved and impacted, and you may get some good advice or good ideas from those people that are closest to you. So some of the things, in addition to what I've shared that I think makes Thomas a very successful small business owner, is he's very open to learning. He's not stuck in the past, which would be very easy for him to do because this is a business that his parents and in-laws have been involved in for quite some time. So he's the, the new kid on the block, if you will, and it's really hard to take over those reins and to not succumb to, well, that's just the way it's always been done here. So he's open to learning and not getting stuck in that past. He has been embracing his leadership role, despite where I think he would admit that he's more of an introvert. And nonetheless, he has put himself out there and led the company now, in addition to his other duties as CEO. He's also a person of very high integrity. So he's honest and he wants to do the best for his staff, for his employees, and for his customers. So I want to share some additional trusted resources resources to help you start, run, and grow your small business. I had mentioned in episode 500 several of my trusted service partners. These are people that I use their services for my business, and I've gotten to know and develop a level of trust, and they are whom I recommend for these particular services. In the previous episode, I mentioned Giuseppe Grammatico, the Franchise Guide. So if you're looking to invest or learn about a franchise, he's my go-to referral and recommendation. For websites, SEO, digital marketing, Adam Kirk at Usta's. That's who I use and that's who I recommend. So if you need a website or you need help with digital marketing, Adam is who I recommend. For employee background checks, I have a relationship with Travis Ryder and Travis is the owner of Perfect Fit Background Checks. And two new ones that I want to introduce. First is my CPA, my certified public accountant, Matt Chiappetta. And Matt is my CPA. He focuses on small businesses and solopreneurs. So businesses typically with revenues under a million dollars. And I had a chance to chat with Matt on episode 501, 501. On that episode, we talked about year-end tax considerations for small business owners. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to do so. You'll learn some things about tax preparation, but also get to know Matt and see if you think he might be a fit for you. And then he does offer a free consultation if you think he might be able to help you as a CPA. Now he's in the Chicago area. So if you're looking for a local CPA, that might not work. But if it doesn't matter to you, like it doesn't for me, I'm in Florida, Matt's in Chicago, like I said. So if that works for you, then check out Matt as a potential CPA resource for your business. And I also wanted to share with you Megan Bennett. Megan is my trusted service partner for public relations. Her firm is called the Light Years Ahead Public Relations. And Megan Bennett was on the show, episode 494. And on that episode, I got a chance to explore with her her approach to public relations for small business owners. So they know how to get the media's attention to engage them with your brand's message with exciting story ideas. and they're provocative yet thoughtful press outreach and pitch concepts always seem to produce outstanding results for their small business clients. So if you're in the need for public relations, Megan Bennett is my trusted resource. You can find all of these trusted service resources at uh, thehowabusiness.com. When you get to the homepage, just click on the resources link on the top menu bar, and you'll see all of their information there on that page. The next client success story that I'm excited to share with you is McKay Coombs of Coombs Landscaping and Hardscape. And Coombs is C-O-O-M-B-S, Coombs. And McKay is special for me because he's one of my very first coaching clients. I've had the privilege of serving as his coach for a number of years now. He started with an initial idea that only went so far and then he pivoted and kept at it. And now over the last several years, he has built an ever increasingly growing and successful landscaping and hardscapes business. Hardscapes means all those outdoor living spaces from patios to retaining walls to outdoor pits to you know all of the things that make a backyard uh, livable and uh, enjoyable. So that's what he focused on is on now is those bigger projects. He owns and operates this business with his brother. So he has managed that challenge as well of working successfully with a family member. I ask him a question about that that we'll get to here in a moment. So again, Coombs Landscaping and Hardscapes, they do outdoor living spaces in addition to traditional landscaping. They're in Utah, specifically they serve Utah County, Spanish Fork, Provo, Elk Ridge, Orem, Woodland Hills, Mapleton, Springville. So that area, if you know that area, or if you live in that area, Check them out. You can find more about them at mycoomslandscaping.com. So the first question that I asked McKay was, what was one big challenge that you overcame in 2023? And his answer is, quote, for me, a challenge was learning how to deal with subcontractors. I have subbed out small jobs in the past, but this year, each project I subbed out in tens of thousands of dollars worth of work. I could have learned how to schedule my work around them better and even paid myself more being the general contractor between them and the homeowner end quote. So these are the classic challenges that a business like his has as he scales and subcontracting out a lot of the work. That's for those of you who have done that, you know how challenging that can be to manage that somebody else, another business and making sure that they deliver. And at the end of the day, you're ultimately responsible for the quality and the completion of that work to the end customer. So there's a lot that you're juggling there that you don't necessarily have direct control over. So he's learned how to do that here in the last couple of years, and he'll continue to get better and better at that. He's also developing relationships with subcontractors that he can trust that will deliver a quality job for his clients. So that was a particular challenge that he overcame over the year. And now going into next year, he's going to do that even better and even more profitably and more successfully for his customers. Question number two I asked him is, what's one tip you would share on how to work well with a business partner who is also a family member? As I mentioned, it's him and his brother that started and that work together in this business. And what he shared is, quote, learn to understand each other's strengths and weaknesses to complement how you work with each other. Also, don't be afraid to speak your mind is something is bothering you and being willing to listen to what each other has to say. Honestly, sometimes you need to have that yelling match to get things out, but don't just dwell on the awkwardness from it and eventually come back to forgive each other and move on. End quote. I think here it speaks again to McKay's character. And so, He has learned that you need to communicate in partnerships. A lot of it is about trust and respect and communication. And so that's what McKay has done over the past several years as he has built this business with his partner, who's also his brother. And the last question I asked McKay is, why do your customers choose Coombs? Why do they come back? And his answer is, quote, great customer service. We strive to make sure our clients are happy throughout the process. From the first bid meeting to the final walkthrough of the project, we are in constant communication when needed and answer calls or texts from clients and potential future clients. We have been told by many homeowners that we are a rare landscaping and hardscape company that actually answers the phone and is willing to come back when we need to fix something. End quote. That last part of it is so critical. And to me, in my observation as a homeowner and in working with other clients that do uh, services that offer services for homeowners, part of it is just being responsive and communicating and setting the proper expectations and delivering on your promises is really shouldn't be that complicated, but it can. And the reason it can get so complicated, I have observed, is sometimes in this type of business, you can get so busy delivering, doing an installation or doing whatever the job is at somebody's home that then you you don't have time for those inbound calls or those follow-up calls from other clients or new clients. And it's a it's a balancing act that you're trying to strike. So McKay has figured out, him and his brother have figured out how to do this well, to be responsive, and to make everybody who calls either a prospective new client or an existing client make them feel like they are the most important thing right then and there. And that's hard to do, but he's managed to do that. And so his reputation and his brand are extremely strong in that area of Utah because of the service and the consistency that he's been able to deliver. So I mentioned character. I think some of the other things that that make McKay so successful is from day one when I first met him, very young man. He's had an unwavering desire to be an entrepreneur. It's just he wants it bad enough. So he was willing to struggle through some early uh, lack of success and to fight through and to now put in the hard work and the perseverance to start this business and grow it to where it is today. Yes, he also has a strong work ethic, the strong character that I talked about, willing to make sacrifices. You know, I'm sure he would tell you that his friends wonder, you know, where is he? Why doesn't he come hang out with them as much? Well, he's been willing, him and his brother have been willing to make these sacrifices Sacrifices to build this business. And again, he's another example of someone who's open to input, open to learning. And those, I think, are some of the things that make him a successful business owner. Let's talk about books for a moment. As you all know, uh, just about every episode when I interview someone, I ask for a book recommendation. And so over 500 plus episodes now, I've collected quite a bit of data and every year I kind of add that up and see what are the top recommended books. But here are the top six recommended books of all time on the How a Business Podcast. Number one, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Number two, Traction by Gino Wickman. Number three, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Number four, The 4-Hour four Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Number five, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. And number six, Start With Why by Simon Sinek. So those are the top six all-time recommended books on the How a Business Podcast. And then a couple of books that I'm reading this year, they're not in this list, but just a couple of books that I'm reading this year is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. I'm really enjoying that book on negotiations, but really negotiations in in all aspects of life. And the second one is This is Marketing by Seth Godin. You can find a whole list of recommendations on my website at thehowabusiness.com. I want to invite you also to schedule a free coaching consultation with me if you're interested in my coaching programs so that we can chat about your business plans and see if my coaching services may be a fit for you. There's no obligation on these calls, no credit card required. We'll just meet online during this free session. We'll learn more about each other. You'll learn about my coaching style and approach. I might even be able to provide you some initial guidance and insights on some of your top questions. So it'll be a productive call in that regard as well. And then I'll explain a little bit more about my coaching programs. And so after that free consultation call, I'll send you an email summarizing it, and you'll be able to better determine if I might be able to help you achieve your goals and dreams of launching or growing your existing small business. I have two primary coaching programs currently. One is my one-on-one coaching and accountability program. And then I also have my patron group coaching program, which is a monthly membership that gives you access to my monthly group coaching session, discounts to my courses and workshops, and curated and additional content that I share for my patron members. So whether it's getting started with your first business or growing an existing business, I can help you get there. So to find out more about my coaching services and to schedule a free coaching session, just go to thehowabusiness.com. And I look forward to speaking with you soon. The next client success story that I'm equally excited to share with you is my client, Natasha Londono. Natasha Londono is the owner of Rumbita. Now you can find her on Etsy at Rumbita Shop. And Rumbita is R-U-M-B-I, B B as in boy, I-T-A, Rumbita Shop. And also at her website, rumbita.co. So what she offers, you really have to see it to understand it. But it's it's unique celebration items for adults, not kids' parties. Um, they're not gag gifts either, but they're they're not throwaway items. These are really unique celebration items, including her signature handmade. She has these handmade in Colombia. And again, if you go to the show notes page, I'll have a picture of one of these crowns as one of her signature pieces that are handmade. And they really are unique. They're a work of art, really. And so, unique celebrations and celebration events. The way she puts it is like this At Rumbita, we value self love, relationships, and special moments. We provide our community inspiration and empowerment to celebrate themselves, their people, and the moments that matter to them through unique products and experiences. So that's what she does. She puts together events. She sells these products that help people celebrate beyond the birthday to celebrate different things in life. You really don't have to have a reason to celebrate. And that's what she's all about. So these are the questions that I asked her. The first question I asked Natasha was, what's one Big business challenge that you overcame in 2023. Same question I've asked all of these business owners. And what she shared is, quote, my brand is twofold. I didn't accept this until recently. I have a mission for my community and a star product, that's the crowns, that doesn't always coincide with my mission. Understanding and accepting this gave me clarity into what channels, efforts, and investments I needed to make in order to continue my mission and still run a business. My mission is to encourage people to celebrate life beyond their birthday by acknowledging the -the off-the-calendar moments, and more than that, to celebrate in the forms, manners, and with the people that make sense to them regardless of society's influences or pressure. My star product is the handmade artisan crown that elevates any celebration. They're multi-use and can be worn for multiple occasions. However, there's a big gap between the customer I'm trying to influence and the customer ready to purchase my crown. And this was a challenge I struggled with considering I was trying to speak to both through the same channels. And so in 2023, I switched gears and started having more in-person celebration events where I could reach both customers. I also focused my product sales efforts on channels such as Etsy, where they performed without the need for storytelling or content influence, end quote. So a lot that she shares there about the analysis and the learning that she's done over this past year about who her target market is and how to reach that market. This has been a challenge for her and she's been figuring this out year over year and understanding where to best reach her customer. And that's such a challenge for all of us, especially as we're starting our business, is figuring out where do I best reach my ideal customer, my avatar. And because Most of us as small business owners have limited resources. We we can't take a shotgun approach. It's not effective. We don't have enough money to do that. And even if we did, it's not effective. So she has had to continue to figure out, to be analytical about it, to keep fighting through, finding out how to best reach her customers, and her audience. The second question I asked her is, what's one tip you would share about how to balance a successful career while also building a growing business on the side? So Natasha has a full-time job and then also has developed and runs Rubita on the side. And this is what she had to share, quote, balance is key and remember your priorities. Two tips. I know that without my career, I could not support my side business. One needs to succeed for the other to grow. My priority right now is my career and on the days I'm exhausted and depleted but still need to go the extra mile, I choose my career and then rest. Without them, I cannot continue to grow my business. My side business is my side business. We are sometimes harder on ourselves than any boss would be, but when we remember that the water needed to pour into your side business garden as your career, then you're able to manage them both more successfully, end quote. So eloquently put, thank you Natasha for sharing that. Her side business rumbita is important to her, but so is her career and it's what pays the bills. And she's good at it. And so she understands that there are sacrifices that need to be made, but she doesn't beat herself up and and not get the rest that she needs and the, the time that she needs to focus and to recuperate and then have the energy to do both things. So she allows herself a break there. She allows herself to understand that it is hard to do both things. As for a lot of you, it probably is. It was for me. My first business was a side hustle as well. So thanks for sharing those inspirational words, Natasha. And then the third question I asked her is, who is your ideal customer and what's one way that you reach them successfully? Now, remember in her answer to the first question about challenges, she spoke to that, the challenge of understanding who is her ideal customer and how does she reach them. But here's what she had to share further on this point. Quote, the ideal customer for my crowns, are brides-to-be. They're also looking for unique, one-of-a-kind items for one of their biggest moments in life. Etsy has really helped me reach this customer in the most successful and direct way, end quote. So Etsy has been a great platform for her, not only obviously technically because of what it facilitates, but it's the right place to be where people are finding her. And again, if you're interested in what she has to offer, you can find her Etsy shop. You search for Rumbita Shop, and you'll find her on Etsy. In my experience of working with Natasha, some of the things that make her a successful business owner is her perseverance and sacrifice. She has balanced and continues to balance that career, very successful and demanding career, and her side business, her passion project. And then, of course, her creativity and her style and her her feel for these different events and these different unique gift items. She knows how to curate these things. She knows what people want. And so she's got a great eye for those things. And I think that's the other reason her business has been so successful. So the other thing I add up at the end of the year is what were the most popular episodes of the How a Business podcast? And so here for you are the top five most popular based on the number of downloads. Number one was episode 456. Episode 456, I had Ray Drew as a guest and we talked about SBA loans. Number two is my very first episode, which I have re-released and updated. And it's episode number one, ready to be your own boss, question mark. So it talks about... What are the things that we need to determine, assess as to whether we are ready right now to start a business or if we got to get certain things in order or develop certain skills or find certain partners before we are ready to have the highest probability of success in starting a business. Number three is episode 455, Starting Make-Bake with Christina Schlegel. The number four top episode is episode 453, Employee Recognition with Deborah Corey. We talk about how to develop and recognize your employees. At number five, top most popular episode is episode 457, Attention to Detail Skills. So those are the top five episodes. You can find those on the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. I'm hoping that the inspiration and knowledge you took away from the stories that I shared of my clients and their success stories, that it inspired you and gave you confidence And reaffirm for you, what does it take to be successful in business? To summarize some of those key things, I think some of the things that were common across all three of these successful business owners that I mentioned. And on the previous episode, on episode 500, where I also shared some client success stories, you know, you heard a lot about sacrificing, about hard work, about overcoming challenges. That was the question I asked all of them and they're all also open to learning. I think that's one of the common denominators across all of these business owners that I've had a privilege to work with, is they're all open to new ideas. They realize, what I have realized as well, is that you're always learning as a business owner. It never stops. You have to be curious. You have to want to continue to learn. You have to be open to change, to doing things a different way. You know, Thomas mentioned that as it relates to working in a, a legacy family business that has had tremendous success. So those are some of the common things that that I hear as I listen to these stories. And so I want to thank again my clients who did share these valuable insights about their successful small businesses, including Thomas Erickson of Clark Distributing and Veggie Foods. You can check him out at veggiefood.com and learn more about the vegan and vegetarian food items that he sells online, as well as through his wholesale distribution company, Clark Distributing. McKay Coombs of Coombs Landscaping and Heartscapes. Thanks, McKay. You can find out more about him at mycoombslandscaping.com. And Natasha Londono. Natasha is the founder of Rumbita, and you can find Rumbita on Etsy or at her website, rumbita.co. And she is in South Florida. You can find all of these links to all of these clients on the show notes page for this episode at thehowabusiness.com. It's a privilege to serve as their business coach and I'm excited to watch as they continue to grow and achieve even more success in the coming year. I wish all of you listening the best as you start and grow your successful and profitable small business. This is Henry Lopez and thanks for joining me on this episode of the Howa Business. I release episodes every Monday morning. You can find a show anywhere you listen to podcasts including the Howa Business YouTube channel and at my website thehowabusiness.com. Thanks for listening.